You're in tune to the Underrated Dudes Podcast, featuring DJ Sean Blue, Big Al, and Claude Deuce. Man, y'all know what it is. You know what it is. It's another Underrated Dudes Podcast. My brothers are here. Uh, We're going to kick off these topics. Y'all, I, uh, I had some friends of mine, friends of yours as well, Bracey and Valencia Yarbrough. Shout out to them. They went to Bucky's. Oh, they brought your boy back. A double XL brisket sandwich that I'm eating now. And it just made me think about gospel beef. Sean, man, tell the people who we talking about first. Just what my man Deuce just said. We're talking about beef, okay? We're going to talk about Ernest Pugh and Charles Buck. Okay, we're going to lead off with that. You know what I'm saying? So, Fellas, I mean, I'm not real clear all the way on this. Yeah. I'm just tripping with the fact that we got gospel beef going on right now. And it's not just... Man, we've been having Yeah, we've been having beef, so, but you know what I'm saying? Now we got social media. We got people got uh, social media sites. And, but now it's... You hear more about it. You're seeing more about it. So let's talk about it. We're talking about gospel beef. Hey, look, on, straight, straight up, straight up, like off the off the rip. Here's the deal: beef, the beef in the gospel music industry, been going on for a long time. Yeah, I mean, let's, let's just go and throw it out there. So, like, bro, but see, back in the day, them boys used to go like they used to throw hands. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? John, John P. Keenum. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? The, the Fred Crew, the Wines Crew, like. You know what I'm saying? Them boys used to meet up and <laughs> play basketball. Yeah, hands yeah. gonna get thrown. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like yeah. it was, bro. This 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 is not like, bro. I bro, I got a I got a quick story before we get into Charles Butler, Ernest Pugh, because Ernest Pugh makes me laugh. I'm just gonna keep it real. Ernest Pugh makes me laugh, bro. I you know one of these days I, I don't know how much trouble I get, but I don't even care. This what it is. This, <laughs> you know what it is. It's TUD. So let's go, bro. We're I'm at the Stella Awards, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Stella Awards one year, it's in Houston, Texas. It actually ended up being one of the crazy. It was a whirlwind of experiences in one night. So I'm there with B. Slade, formerly known as Tone. Tone performs on the Stellars that year. He performed his Spanish song from Out the Box called Tudos Juntos that features Sheila E. So. Tony is on stage and they're killing it. I'm talking about they're killing it. And then Tony did like this jump toe touch from the top of the stairs off the stage and then gets back on the stage and Sheila E is playing the dog out of these drums and it's just an electric performance. When we get done, it's the after party. Mm. The after party that night was sponsored by Music World Gospel. That at the time was Beyonce's dad's label. And so they had that movie. What was that movie? Uh, Fighting Temptation. Fighting Temptation. Fighting Temptation. Fighting Temptation. So at this after party, bro, Beyonce, Destiny's Child is there. Okay. Destiny's Child is there. Lil Zane is there. Ty Trippett and GA is there. Music Soul Child is there. You know what I'm saying? So it's like it's it, it's a, the OJs are there. Like pretty much everybody who was on the soundtrack, everybody who was in the movie was at the after party. 
So we go to the after party bull. We slide in, we chilling. Well, Sheila E. them coming to the after party as well. You know what I'm saying? So we all just kind of hang. Well, <laughs> T-Bone, T-Bone, who is like you could you could almost consider him royalty when it comes to CHH or gospel right. rap or whatever. Right. right. Because T-Bone to me was the first Christian rapper who got like serious mainstream love because Sway used to really put T-Bone on back in the day. Yep. So T-Bone gets on stage and he was like, how y'all doing? Whatever, whatever. Oh, yeah, he yeah, says, yeah. he says something like, oh, yeah, yeah. I know Tony and Sheila tried to give y'all some Spanish something or whatever, but I'm gonna give y'all a real corner. And every and everybody was like, Oh, and I don't know. I just want to just say this. I'm from the hood, right? Yeah. I would tell people all the time, like I, I have I I I'm not, I'm, I'm from the hood. So it's like, you just like, I'm just like, I'm a very nice guy, but I'm not scared. Like, it's just what it is. And then right. it was like, when he said that, Stila E felt offended. So she and her people got up and left. So when they got up and left, Tone right. turns around and looks at us. And I knew the look. The look was like, like, it was like, it was like, <laughs> Like it, it was like it's time, and we was like, "Oh yeah!" So all of us stood up from our respective tables. Mm. It's me, it's Tony, it's uh Cedric, it's um, what's my man name? Uh, uh, the background singer. Well, what was Damien? Yeah, Damien? yeah, yeah, Damon, Damon, yeah, Damian Willis. Like it's it's a couple of us. We get up, and like T got this, <laughs> T got the seven thousand dollar meat draped on his. On its shoulders, right. we slide through the tables to go backstage. We get backstage. T Bone's on stage performing. We backstage chilling. Now anybody knows T Bone like six three and a half, right? right. So they like five eight, five five eight and a half. Maybe. <laughs> Man, T Bone got through performing. He came off the stage. I know this TUD, and I know I'm the I'm the controversial one, so I won't say exactly what was said. Oh, God, I will say this. Oh, my boy said <laughs> when, when T Bone came off stage, Tony walked up on it. He was like, yeah, you have no right to disrespect Sheila E. And then T Bone's fellas came and they was like, wait, wait. So it was a lot of like checking each other in the chest, like everybody, like, oh, 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 oh. So we backstage, and all I kept thinking was, we finna squab at the gospel joint. Like, but in my mind, I'm so ready. I ain't, right. I ain't saying nothing. I'm just making sure I ain't nobody getting close to T. So I'm just like, hey, chill out, chill out. We good. We just let them talk. Let them talk. You know what I'm saying? So I'm sitting back here, and next thing I know, you know what I'm saying, T-Bone gets super apologetic. You know what I'm saying? He was like, man, when you get back to San Diego, please let me take you out to dinner. I apologize. I'll make sure I make a formal apology to Sheila. I wasn't trying to say anything out the way. I was really just trying to set up my song. And it was crazy. So listen, when I tell you that I like firsthand experience the beef that can exist in gospel. Yep. Then I ain't gonna lie, like I ain't never had no beef with nobody in gospel. You feel me? Like I, I've had beef with people. You feel me? I had beef with me, ball paint gun in Nashville. You feel me? <laughs> <for sure. laughs> so, so you know what I'm saying? So, 
So it was so it that's existed, but this thing with Ernest Pugh and Charles Butler, you know, it stemmed and Claude, maybe wait I don't a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Talk wait, to wait, Meatball, meatball paint gun. This is what she said. Meatball paint gun, man. Meatball paint gun is he a probably, promoter. Yeah, he probably yeah, is I, a promoter. I, 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 he's I, a promoter. I, he's yeah, a promoter. I know, I, know, I know exactly who he is. He's he's a promoter, man. It just you know, like it was just one of those situations where, bro, I've I've been in the game long enough, and anybody who knows knows that at one point in gospel music, they took advantage of your ignorance. Oh yeah. Right. And so, and so like, I literally had, I was one of those guys who would pay $400, $500 for a spot mm. on a showcase and, you know, saying like, would, would perform at two o'clock in the morning when there's three people left in the building versus, versus when the crowd was hot and the energy was up. Yep. You know what I'm saying? I, I went from those spaces to being, you know what I'm saying, like actual a part of like my face being a part of the draw. Like it's like, oh, Big Al's gonna be there because I had kind of built up a reputation for performing. And then at the same time, Claude had built up a reputation for what he does on the stage. Mm. Then when we put that super friends thing together, it was like it was like they like, you know, oh Claude, and we had our own like we like we brought a fan base of our own to events that we did, especially yep. when it was around the Stellas and the Doves. And so, you know, what I'm saying one particular one particular event, we were literally like on the flyer, on the car. You know what I'm saying? And uh, that same kind of stuff had started happening, where like artists with a little larger name would yeah. come in and they would demand they get put up. Yep. Oh, yeah. and uh, and then yeah. like they would they would put them up mm-hmm. and um and so you know i just was like in that at that particular time i just was like enough is enough right and i was just like and so i i'll be honest i was supposed to go on stage with uh like i was supposed to, we, we claude and i were supposed to go on stage and all of a sudden the truth comes in the building and the truth like he gotta hurry up and perform and leave so they had already bumped us twice Yep. So, you know what I'm saying? We had people who were there, who had come there to see us rock. See so us. they wonder when y'all, when y'all gonna rock, when y'all gonna rock. So, you know what I'm saying? We like, oh, we next. Then we get bumped. Yep. Then we go and talk to our people like, okay, we're going to be like after the next two acts. Then we get bumped again. So then, you know what I'm saying? It was like, Al, y'all up next. Y'all, y'all are next. Da, 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 da. Cool. So then all of a sudden, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was like, yo. The truth came in and they was like, hey, Al, we're going to have to move. I said, we going on the stage together. <laughs> That's all I said. So I, I looked at Manny. I was like, yo, I said, Pastor, I apologize, but we going on the stage. He was like, no, 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 no. What's going on? I was like, bro, we were supposed to rock like an hour ago. So it's all good if we going to either go or we going on the stage together. And he was like, nah, man, I got a label event. I was like, That's cool. I ain't got no label. I'm by myself. You know what I'm saying? But Claude and I are going to be going on stage next. We either going on stage with you or we going on stage before you. That's just how it's going to happen. So then it became some commotion. Next thing I know, this girl who I will let remain nameless pulls me to the side and gives me some money and says, hey, the promoter was like, you know, he apologizes. Please let the truth rock. He wants to give y'all this. 
So y'all, you know what I'm saying, like to da-da-da-da-da. And so I looked at the money and I was like, cool. Hey, y'all, let's go get something to eat. And we left. Yep. <laughs> we left. But like, man, it was just like, like that kind of stuff happened, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like these people would take advantage of your ignorance. You know what yeah, I'm saying? I, and so I dealt with you before. Sort of, yeah, yeah, we exchanged a few words. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, that was about it. You know, and, and, you know, thank God that, you know, people grow and things change, but I'm just saying mm. I experienced beef, you know, on my own, you know, personally because of things like that, you know what I'm saying? Right. And it's like, you know, it's like, man, you know, and then, then like, you know, what's so crazy? I ain't gonna do that, but it's just, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, people just, I've experienced that. So when I, when I saw the Charles Butler and the Ernest Pugh thing happening, Right. You know, so I was like, I was like, uh, that that meme that 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 voice that I keep posting on these videos. Here we go again. Like you know, because I was like, here we go again. You know what I'm saying? Because they, it, it was, it was last year, I believe it was last year when the Stellas aired, mm -hmm. and there was a they they got into it, and it was because I think at the time Ernest was trying to make a point that. The Stellars is all full of youth now. Okay. Like the talent was like extremely young and not not seasoned and that kind of thing. And it just kind of festered. You know what I'm saying? And it's so funny, man, because you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> I'm I've watched, you know what I'm saying, like this thing train like it it's I remember when I remember sitting in a double wars week listening to Kimberrell argue that they were only letting certain people sing on the Stellars because she did she couldn't break through and they were saying that they need to make room for young and up-and-coming artists and da, da 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 and more artists than just these particular folk and then all of a sudden they became the people that were arguing. It's just man, it, ne it never failed. It's like you know that's the thing about new. It's gonna get old. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like so. Eventually, you know what I'm saying? Like what came what what came across as like the new crop is arguing that we need to get in. Y'all just keep letting the old crop in. You know what I'm saying? Then of course, you know now we're looking at it. Yeah, the Stellar Awards are are a lot more entertaining. So it's like now they making sure that they got Jacqueline Carr and they got Kiara Shear and they got, you know what I'm saying, uh Jonathan McReynolds and they got, you know what I'm saying, they 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 give you the hip hop piece with, with Jordan Armstrong and with 1K Few and and all these guys. And so then that pushes all of your Ernest Pews That's into right. the pews. <laughs> pushing them into the pews right. and not the pulpit. You know, it pushes them from the pulpit to the pews. So it just, it makes, you know what I'm saying? It makes more interesting dialogue. And so that's where, like, they first, like, got into it last year on social media. Right. And then that stuff came back again this year. And, uh, you know, from an interview. And I'm just sitting here like, man, this is crazy. But Claude, actually, you were telling me that you knew, you you saw more of, like, where Charles Butler was a little more pointed this time, like about where his frustration came. Right, right, right. So I'm going to read a few things for you guys. Um, so all this stems from a an album called The Very Best of Ernest Pugh, right? So like a greatest okay. hits type thing. And it's on Shinachi Entertainment. It's a lot of 
A lot of different people mm-hmm. going to Sinatra. You got Kimberell, you got Nigel. Remember Nigel? Right. Mm-hmm. You got like uh that that new kid. He's a he's a, a virtuoso child prodigy, Justin Lee Schultz. I don't mm-hmm. know if y'all seen him on IG. Uh little kid, he he man, he do the guitar, he do the uh keys, whatever. And I mean at a high level. Um, and I think his father plays guitar or played guitar on the road with Israel Houghton. And so uh you got oh, him. wow. Yeah, you got him, man. Uh, man, there's so many different people on this label. Isaac Cree, um, just different people on this label. So this label dropped the very best of Ernest Pugh. And there's several writers, of course, because, you know, when you got to mix uh, like a compilation of songs, greatest hits or whatever, uh, there's a lot of different writers. And so Charles Butler, from what I understand, had something to do with this project, working with Shinachi Entertainment. And so, listen, his first post I'm going to read from Charles Butler on his Facebook uh, says, I'm not sure why Ernest Pugh loves bringing me up either subliminally or interviews or mentioning my name directly. I mind my business and stay in my barely singing lane. I'm never going to let a lyric soprano steal my joy. I allow people to tell their side of a story. But what I'm never going to do <laughs> is be subliminal. <laughs> I was trying not to, bro. Why did he call that man a lyric soprano? I called that man a lyric <laughs> soprano. All right, my bad. 50, 50, 50, my bad. He said, he said I, I allow people to tell their side of a story, but what I'm never going to do is be subliminal. In the words of the living legend, Dion Warwick, you have to walk on by. All right, so those of you who are listening and you don't know what that term means, a lyric soprano. First is a female. Okay, let's get that straight. <laughs> it's a it's a type of operatic soprano voice that has a warm quality with a bright, full timbre that can be heard over an orchestra. And it's it's a female. It's a female voice. So mm. he's calling Ernest Pugh. So he's calling him soprano. like okay. Mm. Yeah. And then then he and see what we can't show is video, but he actually showed a video of Ernest holding like a high note for a long time. In the rafters. In, In the, the rafters. rafters. Yes. Right. All right. So Man, this is funny. So, you know, of course, just to kind of shorten this up, Ernest, you know, responds back. And um, there's different things he put on his page. Like, after a certain age, being messy is a sign of misery. Um, he said, you could be friends with people for years, and it could take years to realize they were never your friends. Uh, he put, you know, these are subliminals that Charles was talking about. Here's another one. The smarter you get, the less you speak. And he put, as the caption, taking my own advice. My apologies, folk. Got distracted by contrary winds, but I'm back. Wow. Yeah. It's been going back and forth. So, listen, Charles kind of ended it with this. A day later, after the one I, I previously read, he says, if all this energy was put into paying the writers on my album, we wouldn't be in this space. Now I can tag every writer on that album. Let them tell you if a check was received. When you have receipts of every purchase order, I have every order placed for that album. During that time, hard copy sales were a thing in addition to that album still streaming. Now, he's talking about hard copy sales were a thing. So he's he's actually talking about an Mechanical. older. Yeah, and an mm-hmm. older project. Because, you know, hard copies hadn't been a thing in a minute. But he said, um, during that time, hard copy sales were a thing in addition to that album still streaming. Let's do a live with all the writers. And he's putting the eyeball emojis. I was sent an email when my songs were being placed on a best of type of album. 
and was asked to help support the album. Now he's talking about the very best of Ernest Pugh, right? So these are, these are like I said, these are a compilation of songs from a whole nother time, other recordings. So evidently, he's written some stuff that goes back to the previous original recording, but now it was all compiled for this very best of Ernest Pugh, which came out in June of this year, 2023. And so now he's saying like, you know, because really when you do another album, whether it's compilation or not, writers are doing Facts. another Facts. contract. It's a whole Facts. other contract. This is like a whole other placement. It, it, that's exactly what it is. And so, man, the business is not being done. Tell you something else Charles said. I'm going to just stop. It was a whole lot more, but I'm going to just stop there. Charles also said, when they go low, you monetize. So I think he I think he has like, I think he has like lyric soprano shirts coming out. Like, I think he's got oh. some lyric soprano shirts and like, bro, this thing has been crazy. Yeah, because they, 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 of course, now this is the thing, right? You know what I'm saying? They started the whole, you know, basically they, they, they were jonesing, you know what I'm saying? Like they, they playing the dozens over the internet with each other. Cause I mean, oh, yeah. Because Ernest even got to like, I'm not the one with breasts. I was gonna get I'm there. Not the one with I was breasts. gonna get there. Cause see, as we all, as we all know, Charles has lost a lot of weight. He lot said, he said, what? Yes, yeah, I'm so. not the one with breasts. Right. I'm so not me, the oh. one with breasts. <laughs> let me let me help you out, Sean. Let me help you out, Sean. Let me help you out, Sean. Charles, hey, was Charles was a big boy. Let me let okay. me help you out, Sean. Charles was a real big boy, still a big boy, but Charles was a real big boy, and um. I forget the name of the company he was uh, promoting, weight loss company, DeCalo, oh. DeCalo something. He was he was promoting this on his social media page. He dropped over 100 pounds, I think close to 200 maybe. Boy and got loose. He, yeah. Shout out to Charles Butler. Charles oh. Butler, man. He got a group called Trinity, Charles Butler and Trinity. Um, they're out of that uh, DMV area. And so anyway, um, man, lost all his weight. But, you know. With with a uh, major weight loss comes loose skin, and you know one thing, man. I've, I've in my weight loss journey, man. When you when you are uh, plagued with man boobage, that's a very stubborn area. <laughs> you Did you say talk. plagued with man boobage? Yeah, you know. Now I ain't got it. I ain't got it too bad. You know what I'm saying? I got it. Like that's all right. You know what I'm saying? I, just, I, I ain't got I it too just, bad. I just didn't know I was plagued with it. My name. Like, hey, I was like, <laughs> I use the word plague because there's so many men going through. What is that? Uh, yeah, I guess. What's the proper term for him? I can't think of it. But anyway, man. <laughs> uh, I didn't know it was a proper term. I mean, man boobage, man titties. Hey, I, didn't, I, mean, I didn't know. This dude said man titties. <laughs> Listen, T-U-D is on another level tonight. We're another, on another level, level today, bro. <laughs> Dude, oh, my God. This is funny. Oh, so, man. Wow. So Charles got that. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> Ernest Pugh, a lot of people, Ernest Pugh's pretty fit. Ernest Pugh's military, you know what I'm saying? He's military. Okay. Um, might be a lyric soprano, but dude is dude is military, you know. <laughs> he's he stayed in shape. Ernest, man, Al, do you know how oh, Ernest is, is in his mid-50s or maybe late 50s? Yes, yes. Fact, yes I think 50s. I saw something about like, yeah, he's about to be 57, I think. Okay, oh, man. Man. He's he's man. okay. Ernest in good he, shape. He, he he's at that age that black men get to. Where they shave all the hair off their faces, exactly. Look Dr. Younger J. than they are. That Dr. J. <laughs> Dr. J. We, I, Dr. J. I haven't gotten to that age yet. I ain't never getting you know, there, bro. <laughs> I ain't never get when there. I when I saw my dad shave all the hair off his face, I was like, "Boy, you wild!" I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> "Boy, 
was like, boy, you wild. I don't boy, know if I'm ever, but I, I haven't gotten there yet. But that's where Ernest Pugh is. And like you said, man, Ernest Pugh, not only has he stayed in shape, but having cleaned all the hair on his face, man, look younger than 50s, bro. Like, exactly. Really, dude really looks exactly. great, man. Shout so out. He, so he took shout that shot. Yeah, shout out to Ernest, man. He yeah, took that yeah. shot at Charles and was like, you know, you calling me a lyric soprano. He was like, but no, 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 I'm a, I'm a counter tenor. Counter I'm a tenor. counter tenor. And he said, you know, I have male parts. So I can't. Male parts. I can't be a lyric soprano. He said, and I'm not the one with breasts. So he took a, he took a <laughs> shot out. He took wow. a little shot at Charles. And then, it's, it's, it's been crazy, man. It's been crazy. It's been crazy. It's been crazy. Which leads me to believe, because, you know, we're in the age of social media. But, man, can you imagine if back in the day, cats like James Cleveland and Thomas Dorsey actually had social media? Because, you know, I looked it up, man. Thomas is a good. Thomas was a good 32 years older than James. So by the time right. James' music started hitting in the 60s, Thomas was like right at 70. Let's just say he's like uh-huh. right at 70, right? So, but I wonder if Thomas was like, man, this boy ain't good as me. You know what I'm saying? They both had conventions, the Thomas A. Dorsey convention. Uh-huh. And of course, James started the GMWA. And so, you know, I wonder because, because amazingly, Thomas outlived James. James passed in 91 and Thomas passed in 93. So, well, look. Look, bro, but but to go along with that whole narrative, bro, like, you know, I was I was watching an interview um, that that Lavelle Crawford did recently and how he was talking about how people just pitted him and um, Bruce Bruce. what's my man? Bruce Bruce. They they just pitted them against each other mm-hmm. because it's like two big big black dudes couldn't exist in the comedy, in the world, comedy world right? as, 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 you know what I'm saying, as partners, as friends. And right. they had always been cool, but because everybody started pitting them against each other, yeah. you know, one person telling him something, one person telling, you know what I'm saying, um, Bruce Bruce something. And you know what I'm saying? That stuff just kind of all kind of got out of whack until they were able to like, meet and like talk and like you know, like bro we family like this ain't you know do 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 so you know man that stuff have been has been going on in gospel forever i mean because i i will say this you know back in the day you know kirk kirk really came through let let me shout out kirk franklin kirk really came through and and like he, when he got on his he got on his fitness thing but prior to Kirk getting on his fitness thing, when you had Tone and Dietrich them come through, these were little cats, like skinny cats in gospel. Normally, gospel music cats were huge, bro. Let's talk about it. <laughs> yeah, like, that, you know what I'm saying? Like, let's just be real. You know, James Moore, Jane Cleveland, Daryl Coley back in the day. You know what I'm saying? Like, John P. Key, Fred Hammond. Like, these some big dudes. But then Dietrich and Tone came. They skinny and sexy and they dress with. So it was like, oh, now we got to pit them against each other. You know what I'm saying? Instead of letting them, you know what I'm saying? I'm glad that they have, you know what I'm saying? Like grown and like they literally are working together again, like on, you know, multiple projects. But they have been pitted against each other Mm -hmm. from people in the gospel music industry. And then I could take it further. One, One thing I can say about this newer generation, bro, they just like Paco. 
Alec Walls talk, and we and we'll get there in a second too. We need to bring mm-hmm. that up. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying? Like one thing about the, this newer generation of kids or newer generation of artists, bro, they they trying to make money. So they like, let's collab. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, so one thing I was I was really proud of to see not grow out of control was this competition that everybody was trying to start between the Walls Group and Shelby Five. You know what I'm saying? It was like, you know, let these young kids be young kids. And so, you know, what they started doing was cheering for each other on social media. Whereas, you know what I'm saying, here, here, you know, it was about to happen again. Where, you know, people say, oh, no, nah, man, Shelby Five Harmony's not crispy like uh, the Walls Group. And, you know, you start pitting them against each other. But then, you know what I'm saying, they were good enough to like not let that or I can say good enough. They were young enough to be like, we're not gonna get involved in that. Like, shoot, if anything, we finna capitalize off of the followers you got on social media. I got followers. Let's do something together, put our followers together, get more streams. And that's how they kill. You know what I'm saying? But you know, back in the day, man, people in the gospel industry were not trying to share their platforms. Say what you want to say. But that was not the case. That's the reason why the reunion tour right now is so special because Kirk and Ty were definitely at odds. Oh yeah. Definitely at odds. You know what I'm saying? So, so, so this whole thing with, Oh Oh, yeah. yeah, Oh yeah. That's why why I put all that together. That's why. Hey man, Hey hey, man, I'm, 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 I'm a little behind on a lot of this. So that's okay. We got you. (laughs) Yeah. Bear with me, but I'm listening. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah, man. But that, but that's the thing. It's like this beef, like it has existed for a while and it's like you know just because we do the same thing doesn't mean we can't exist in the same spaces because again you know said Kirk Franklin Kirk Franklin made that whole thing popular to have an ensemble with a lead that wasn't the strongest vocally because if you think about what Fred and what John were doing Fred and John when we talk about vocals you feel me like they they're finna kill on the lead but then Kirk came along Ty came along James Fortune came along and they had these ensembles that had incredible voices incredible harmonies but they weren't just no dogs on the lead you know what I'm saying so you know what I'm saying like again that stuff you know they ended up being pitted against each other and then if they bought into it it created fire you know what I'm saying like and so you know, I'm sitting here looking at this Ernest Pugh stuff. And man, let me tell you something about Ernest Pugh. He, it just makes me laugh, Claude. Shout out to everybody who's at Double Wars Week. Because we know that Double Wars Week is, is upon us. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, hey, shout out to y'all. <laughs> What's yeah. so crazy? I just think about, bro, some years ago, I was in uh, Memphis at an IMAC conference. Shout out. Shout out to IMAC. I was at IMAC conference and Ernest P was the featured de- guest. And that's when rain on us was like at the top of the top. Yeah. Man, do you know Ernest P was singing rain on us? And he laid down on the floor in the church and started rolling over, singing <laughs> the high notes. Like he rolled from one side of the church to the other side of the church and was killing. Killing. I heard about in that. In the rafters. I heard about that. Bro. Just rolling over in. And I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> I was like, what is happening? Right. You know what I'm saying? And Jeff and they were just fanning him and hitting him. Shout out to my boy Jeff. 
I yeah. but they were just hitting him and fanning him while he rolled. I was like, what's going on? But bro, that whole little thing between him and Charles, hey, we hope they get it. We hope they get it settled, man. We really do hope they get it settled. So right. that's crazy. Yeah, they, they gotta work that out. But you know, I think it's kind of died down now. Um, you know, maybe they're getting the legal stuff together. But you know what? While you were saying that, reminded me of something. You brought out the fact that Ty and Kirk and all that. So I went to Isaac Curry's first album release party in in the A. The album was called Uncommon Me, right? It's called Uncommon Me. And I remember, I can't remember who was hosting that night, right? But different people were allowed to come up and give words. Kirk was actually doing a lot of talking there because, you know, Isaac sings with Kirk. And so Kirk, you know, was there. And uh, and John Gray, Pastor John Gray was there. Now, at the time, he was not Pastor John Gray that we know. I believe he might have been in the, in the A at New Birth as the youth pastor. So, but he was he was the comedian. Yeah, he was the comedian. Yeah, he was the comedian at the time. I'm, I'm getting to that. So, you yeah. know, he so he gets on the mic and he he's you know James Fortune's there because that's that's Isaac's boy. Kirk Franklin's in the room. Ty's in the room. John was talking about how ugly Ty is. Like he was like, nobody. Mm. He said, "I'm looking over the room. Ooh. Nobody in here signs any of my checks. So I'm getting ready to just say what I want to say." He said, "James Fortune, Kirk Franklin." Said Kirk, "How does it feel to see James come up and have success using your oil?" <laughs> It was like he was like Whoa. he was like because you know all James do really is talk like Kirk. He talks right. songs. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So like, dude, it was so <laughs> funny in that room because to be honest with you, I was looking at these dudes' faces. They were not oh. laughing. James was not. James was not laughing. John was going. John Gray was going in on the (laughs) fact that James uses the Kirk Franklin blueprint to find success. Now you got to remember, this is like this is years ago, Um, right? Isaac's album Reset came out in 2013, so Uncommon Me was probably like. 2010, 2011, maybe. You know what I'm saying? I think it was 2011. So, bro, I was sitting at a table, man. Not the name drop, but I'm gonna name drop one. The one of the greatest gospel producers, Kevin Bond. He was sitting at the table with me, man. Come on, you can drop that one. Clues <laughs> Bond, drop clues one of clues Bond. I feel like Charlemagne. Drop one of clues Bond for, <laughs> right. for Kevin Bond. <laughs> we're gonna have him on the pod too. I'm, I'm putting it out there. We're gonna definitely get him on here. Um, man, me and Kevin were just making these faces at each other, like what. What so you know? I'm saying all this to say, man. You know this stuff exists. You know kitchen table talk. You know what I'm saying when these guys get home. You know they have little mm-hmm. things they want to say about each other. But that's also like you like you were alluding to, Al. That's what makes the reunion tour so beautiful. You know what I'm saying? That's, yeah. The whole Charles Butler Ernest Pugh thing stems from bad business, and so once again, we focus our attention. To Alec Walls, aka Paco, right? AKA the most outspoken, most outspoken member Walls of the group ge- <laughs> not just a Walls group of this generation of, of this artists. Generation. The most outspoken, uncandid, unfiltered, yes, artist of one this of generation, the, and one of the most talented. You got to understand this man. You got to say. You got to say that. You got to say the same man. He. <laughs> 
He rhymes. He he makes <laughs> beats. Like he producer. He produces, He's a like, writer. Dude. Like he like this boy off the charts. But he is like, creative. So, so he is cold. Creative. He is so, creative. So cold, man. And it's like, you know, I know sometimes with the things he's able to do, he might feel a little boxed in being in the group, you know, but the group, that's one, that's one stream of income. And then he has his own thing that he can do solo. Right. But it seems as though his grievances, his frustrations right now are stemming from business deals concerning the group that he and his siblings are in the walls group. And um, as we were saying earlier, before we began recording, you know, they, they, um, they went viral. They were on YouTube and, you know, people knew them. And um, I'm trying to remember her name. She's from Houston. She's a singer, man. Uh, and she was, she's a gospel singer. She used to sing with Kirk too. And she was really pushing the walls with Nikki. Nikki um, oh, no. Um, Nikki Ross. Nikki Ross. Nikki Ross was like a big time just online. She was pushing them. Yeah, she yeah. pushed them. She literally was pushing them to Kirk. Like I she think, was the reason uh-huh. why. She was the Kirk, reason why Kirk even gave them a, a, a listen, a look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, they get with Kirk. And like you said, man, like Daryl is so talented. But what it comes down to, even when we talk about these groups like Shelby Five and all these different groups, man, what it comes down to is harmony is harmony. People going to harmonize. People going to come up with different arrangements of harmony. But, man, it's the songs. It's how you tell the story. Mm. It's how, how you put these stories together in the format mm. of an EP or an LP. And one thing you cannot deny, Kirk Franklin. Is his name Dwayne? Kirk Dwayne Franklin. <laughs> I don't know Warren's middle name, but Warren Campbell II. Yeah. Those, those two guys know how to put together the story in album form. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so, you know, those two guys, man, have been some of the best things that could happen to the Walls group, music-wise, you know, but evidently, there are some grievances. I don't know that much about it, um, other than what you know, what we see in the rants, mm-hmm. those lines mm-hmm. seems like man, he he's did he do you remember if he mentioned 200 million streams? He said, he said, he that was he said, these these records got upwards of 200 and 300 million streams, right? And my my royalty checks are like a hundred dollars, man. And look, I would just sit there like this, I was like. <laughs> Cause that's how much mine be. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I was, I was, I was like, man, I was that's hard. I was like, that's hard, bro. Man, for what I that's saw, my hard. man wanted his money. That's all I could. That's all I was in. My man wanted his money. He wanted his money now. Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> my man wanted his That JG Whitworth, he wanted his <laughs> money. <laughs> money. <laughs> and that was Warren Stafford. That's Warren Stafford Campbell Jr. Okay, okay. Oh, Stafford, Warren okay. Stafford. Oh my gosh. Baby but look, bro, what's so crazy about it is, man, so so if if we follow the the line, okay, so of course Nikki Ross, you know what I'm saying, basically Kirk gives them an, an a listen and a look because of Nikki. And so they the Kirk is like, oh my gosh. So Kirk ends up signing them. I still, we don't know the ins and outs of with what went on during that. But here's what's here's what's interesting to me, mm-hmm. and this is of course way on the outside looking in, but just following the journey. So I remember when they used to ask, you know how they how they do on interviews and stuff. You know what I'm saying? So they're talking to you know the four walls kids, and they're like, 
you know, what do you want to, what is your ultimate goal in ministry? And I remember Paco used to always say he wanted to pastor a mega church. That was where he was. Mm -hmm. But something went awry during the stint of them being with Foyo Soul. Mm -hmm. And something went terribly awry because I do know that that their parents were very disgruntled with Kirk Franklin and very disgruntled with the team. Mm -hmm. And they were doing everything in the world to get out of that deal because they ended, it got to a point where they did not like Kirk Franklin at all. And this was not like just murmurings. So I remember the first time that I heard Paco do an unfiltered <laughs> rant live on social media. He was referring to Kirk and he called his name and he said, if I see him, I'm going to whoop his yada yeezy. He said it. He said those words because of how he was talking to his mom. Yep. Now, now, now here's the thing. This kid and I'm gonna say kid, even though he wasn't the youngest, he was the he was the second youngest in the group. But he grew up. His he spent his pre he spent his teenage years, young adult years in this gospel music business. And I'm gonna say that right there. I'm, I'm gonna make sure that y'all hear me in the gospel music business, and something made him terrible like it changed his perspective of everybody and everything which is what caused him to start doing his hip-hop stuff it didn't cause him it just freed him to say man i'm gonna be whatever i want to be and do whatever i want to do because y'all do whatever y'all want to do and don't nobody know about it that's it. So you know That's what I'm saying? It. So he just started like, you know, I'm gonna I'm I'm not gonna be like y'all and 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 present something to the world that's that's not me because that's what y'all been doing this entire time. And so my man started doing his hip hop stuff, and my man Cole with the bars. Cole. I'm talking about Cole. So Cole. I'm sitting here like, you know what I'm saying? Like we linked on that level. Then all of a sudden, you know what I'm saying? He was like. You know, just like he there there was this one song that he rapped on 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 their album, their first project with uh my block. And he said something like, I can't remember the exact bar, but he said something like, Oh, he don't sing as good as his older brother. He said, But I'm still singing circles around all y'all. And I said, Wait a minute. Yeah. And so then Paco started hitting them with like R and B. Yep. Let them know, hey, I'm really nasty yep. on this. So Paco really just was like started letting y'all know, like, yo, I'm really colder than what y'all think it is. Yep. At the same time, you know, saying him, whatever he experienced in the music business, it caused him to really gravitate to people in, you know, during his developmental process in Houston that were the farthest thing away from gospel music business. Right. So, so, so a lot of his influence and a lot of the things that he experienced in life 
you know what I'm saying? Like not he he experienced a lot of gospel music business, but then he experienced stuff outside, like the total opposite of that. So you can hear all of it in his in his music. You can hear it in the way he delivers in his production. You know what I'm saying? But then at the same time, the way that he talks. So when he started talking the other day, man, I'm gonna be honest and saying that I thought that he was taking shots at my block and and not really having a problem with it. But then on top of that. He started talking about how the difficulty of having your parents as your manager. Cause he was like, I can't go to y'all and say, Hey, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't like this because the first thing y'all gonna say is, I'm being disrespectful. Don't forget, I'm your mama, I'm your daddy. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, Man, that's that's got to be a very, very difficult place because. You know what I'm saying? When your mom or your dad is your boss, man, nepotism crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like it can be, right. it can be kind of stifling. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't, because you you just kind of have to, you know, especially in our community, bro. You know, if you if you ask your parents a question, sometimes it's like you being disrespectful. Like, no, I just I was just trying to get clarity. It's like, nah, you being disrespectful. So that's kind of the way that you know what I'm saying. I was raised, I think a lot of us were raised. And so, you know what I'm saying? But I was just, I really looked beyond, I was trying to listen beyond the profanity that he was using and like really hear what he was saying. And it was just like, man, like you said, uh, Blue, my man was like, look, I'm I'm a grown man out here. I'm a grown young man trying to live. I got bills. Mm, my man wanted to I don't, I, he was like, I got bills. I don't live with my parents. You know what I'm saying? I'm out here trying to make it. And y'all, y'all killing me on my cut, like I'm not getting my part of the splits. And I know I'm out here with the y'all. He was like, so I just want my money. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm just saying, like, I I I would tell y'all this story. I live I literally witnessed in Shreveport, Louisiana, several years ago. My brother John P. Key. Man, he told me he was gonna be in Shreveport. I'm gonna pull up on it. So I pulled up over there. Man. When I got over there, John P. Key was making the whole choir get back on the bus. And and I was like, what's going on? And so basically, whoever the promoter was, they didn't have my man money. They didn't have the rest of the money that he was due when he touched the ground. So he told them, we we not singing till I get my money. And they tried to pull out every stop they could to get him to sing. And he was he was looking at the dude that was emceeing. He was like, Pastor Key, the room full of people. He said, do you have my money? <laughs> and dude was like, no. Nah. I said, well, I'm not talking to you, man. I'm t- <laughs> I need to talk to whoever, whoever got my money. And I'm sitting here watching it like, wow, wow, wow. And then all of a sudden, Pastor Key was like, we finna go. So then he was like, Pastor Key, man, people came out here. So then Pastor Key was like, I got you. Give me that microphone. So Pastor Key walked out. Everybody started screaming. Pastor Key told them, Due to circumstances beyond our control, we won't be singing tonight. But we pray to God bless y'all. Y'all take care. Have a great night. Gave that man the microphone back and walked off. So then the pastor, the pastor of the church who was hosting it, ends up coming to the back, talking to the host, and then they go to Pastor Keith. That church who had nothing to do, they were just they were just using that building. That pastor was like, "We'll pay you the remaining amount." So then Pastor Key said, you got $10,000. He 
He said, "We can. I'm getting my secretary to the church now to write you the check. They wrote the check. Someone else key told him, if it bounced, we'll be back. Boy, listen to me. I said, hey, hey. But so, so all that to be said, I know, and I, I'll be honest in saying that me being a gospel artist, me being a hip hop artist, whatever you want to call it, man, I'd have been gypped quite a few times. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you go to you go to somewhere to perform and y'all have talked about a number and you get there and have to do the awkward wait around when yep. service over. Oh yeah. Waiting for people to give you the cheese. Man. And then they come to you with the oh man, we didn't we didn't uh we didn't we didn't clear budget like we thought we was. Mm-hmm. Uh man, what's your cash at? <laughs> hey, listen, I'm just telling you, and you be wanting to put the pause on, or you want to be able to use the unfiltered words like Paco and be like, yo, man, I want my money. You know what I'm saying? So, man, I, I really heard my man, and I and my heart kind of go out to him because man, I don't care if you're young man, old man, bro. I went to the I went to Walmart yesterday and I bought two items. I bought a 12, I bought a 12 pack of soap. And a one liter bottle of mouthwash, $31.29. That's all I bought. What? Soap and mouthwash, $31.29. And you want to sit here and play with me about my money? Right. When when I ain't even got nothing to eat. (laughs) I ain't ain't buy no no deodorant. You know what I'm saying? I just bought soap. Toothpaste. I mean, to a man, mouthwash. So I'm just like, bro, like, bro, with the way the inflation has taken prices out of the roof, and then you want to jip me or tell me some stuff like, oh man, you doing it for the Lord, so it should be for the free me. No free me. You feel me? <laughs> Run me my coin. You feel me? That's, that's where I'm at with it, man. Yeah, I'm that, what you were saying about Pastor Key John P. Key uh, confirms uh, a friend of mine. His father was a promoter and he was telling me this is some years ago we had a discussion he was telling me about it was i think it's three it's three or four of them uh-huh. three to four gospel artists you don't mess with their money i was going to ask you to bring this out go ahead man my man said he, he was dead on yep. he said john p key yep. <laughs> red hammond red hammond marvin sap <laughs> he said blue let me tell you something man shirley caesar too yeah shirley caesar Yep. But he was he was he he walked those three names by him. He said, "Hey man," he said, "Bruh, nah, they don't they don't, they don't play no games, no games." He said, "Fred, he seen all three of them side of them." He said, "When it comes to their bread, <laughs> they ain't playing with you, man. They're not playing with you." And he kind of sat on Fred for a second. He said, "Man, Fred Hammond don't play with that bread, man." You know what I'm saying? Right. So when you was talking about John B. Key, that that that. Made me remember about that conversation I had with him. So yeah, man, it's, yeah, that's crazy. Uh, bro, it, you know, bro, I'm not lying, man. I brought, wow. I, I bought a, I bought a twelve pack. I bought a twelve pack of uh, Dove soap. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm just keeping it real. And, and I bought, and I bought a one liter bottle of that. Uh, what they call it? Thera Breath. Mm-hmm. Uh, that Thera Breath. A one liter bottle, bro. That's all I bought. $31.29. And I live in Podunk, Louisiana. You understand what I'm saying? So I'm just sitting out here. I'm like, yo. Oh, man, come on, man. They're, they're texting us. You know what I'm saying? Come on, man. 
Come on, man. Come on. And I'm just fucking up like, man. I can't, I can't take it, man. And I'm like, bro, you want to sit here and play with me about my money? Right. You know what I'm saying? Because, bro, I, man, listen, I, I think that, again, I said this in a very early episode on TUD. So y'all been listening to TUD. Y'all know what I'm about to say. But let me tell you something. I will go on record to say I thank God for the financial integrity of New Life Church in Augusta, Georgia. Let me tell you something. From the first time I ever was there where it was like I was there for an event where they had actually, quote unquote, booked me to be there. I would never forget the first time I was there. And they came and they was like, uh, brother Cherry, <laughs> no, brother, Cherry, brother Cherry, will you will you follow me for a minute? And I walk and I'm walking behind three men. They take me upstairs. BLJ. <laughs> they take me upstairs. <laughs> and then I go upstairs and there's three more men on the inside. Mm-hmm. One of them. And they look at me and they say, on behalf of Pastors Claude and Regina Harris, and the entire family here at New Life, we this? thank you for being a part of our service, and we thank you for you giving up your time. And they said, I never get the first time they said, please count this envelope and make sure there is $500 in it. Mm-hmm. I said, $500? Sir? <laughs> so I opened the envelope. And inside the envelope is it got the wrap around it. it got the it got the wrap, <laughs> got around, the wrap around it. it. And, yeah, and it's five one hundred crispy bills. Yes, and then sir. they give they straight give me a a a, a W nine a W nine. <laughs> yeah, and man. then I fill it out, sign it, and then they take it again. Thank you so much for your service. They escort me back into the service. This is before anything happened. Hmm. Oh, yeah. before, before before I opened my mouth right. and that is how it has always been there and I thank God because just a month ago I was at a church where I got done and I was sitting around and I was just acting like I'm speaking to everybody and talking to everybody while I'm waiting <laughs> on them to bring me my money you looking, huh? And then, and then, all of a sudden, they came to me and they was like, "Oh man, um, you got cash up?" <laughs> and man, like, I been there, like, been there. I was like, "Are you kidding me?" They was like, "Yeah, we're gonna have to send you something on cash out, man. We're gonna take care of you. We're gonna take care of you." And then what they sent me was less than half of what they said they would give because from the jump, I was like, "Man, look." I'm not, I never let money be the determining factor of what I do. What can y'all do? We'll make it happen. They gave me the number. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. So we draw up. Uh, uh, uh. Then all of a sudden, you send me less than half. So then when I try to reach out, they were like, man, uh, we didn't quite make budget, but we're going to try to send you some more on it. You know, when we get a chance. I ain't sent no more on it since. Mm-hmm. You feel me? And it's just like, bro, you know, what do you do with that? You know what I'm saying? Like, if I could get my Charles Butler and my Ernest Pugh on, and you know what I'm saying, go on social media and tag them and be like, you know what I'm saying, to all my followers, will y'all tell this ministry to give me my money? 
You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, bro. or be like Paco. You know what I'm saying? Hey, man, like, that's a whole nother subject, bro, man. That's, man. that's a whole other subject. That's yeah. another subject, man. <laughs> I, I just want to say this. Like, you know, if you're a church and you're breaking even or not even doing that and you can't pay a guest artist, what are you doing? What are you doing? Oh. You didn't make budget for you for that event. Okay, that's understandable, right? Mm-hmm. Like, what do you have in reserves? What right, do you have right. In the general checking account, you guys can't. <laughs> I, that that really rubs me the wrong way. That bothers me, man. Like <laughs> it bothers me, and it also makes me appreciate what we have in new life, man. Absolutely, man. I thank God for y'all, man. Absolutely. I really do, man. I always, always move. With integrity, always move with just, you know what I'm saying? Just like again, open book, you know what I'm saying? Like this is, you know what I'm saying? The transparency that y'all have there, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm, I, I'll tell you, man, I just from day one to now, it's been the exact same, you know what I'm saying? That is, that is just something that, you know what I'm saying? Your parents and pastors should tip their hat, their hats to because it's, it doesn't happen everywhere, brother. It, don't, it just don't happen it everywhere. Nah. Don't at all. Right, man. And we talked a little bit about the reunion tour. Um, I haven't gotten a chance to see it. I think the Atlanta show just happened. I hate I missed that. You know what I really hope they're doing? I hope they document this and give us, like, concert footage. You, know? you think they're going to take it to the movies like Beyonce? I would love for them to do it. You know, that's right down Kirk's alley. Kirk, you know, has... Brought a camera along, you know, the, the the process of the Father's Day album. We'll talk about that maybe, you know, another time. <laughs> but, uh, you know, he brought the camera along on that journey. <laughs> maybe he brought dun, the dun, cameraman dun. along on this, you know. Because from what I'm hearing and even the clips I'm seeing, it's amazing. It's amazing. I remember seeing some of the rehearsals, the band rehearsals. The band yeah, yeah, killing. yeah. They killed that. The band is killing, man. So, I mean... I would have loved to have made it out there, but it's just good to see, you know, um, two artists that had gospel beef, Ty and Kirk, work together on this reunion tour. <laughs> it really is. I'm laughing, but it is. It is really a beautiful thing to see um, when people can come together and, and um, you know, lift up the kingdom and also handle business, you know, the right way. So, yeah. Yeah, man, I, I just, I think that, you know, I, I actually, I don't think I'll be able to, to catch I'll say this leg of the tour. Hopefully they'll, you know what I'm saying? Like do another leg, you know what I'm saying? Like, but we don't, but we don't know, you know what I'm saying? But hopefully this is a, a successful run for them. Cause man, Kirk has had, uh, since the pandemic, Kirk has had, you know, uh, a couple very successful tours, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? That have, that have gone around the country, the one with him in Maverick city. And then, you know, now this reunion tour is like, man, like, you know, so. You know, I and they had they he had like you know footage being taken because I did see that tour. He had footage being taken then, so I don't know. You know, they're just collecting that for their own purposes, or or what, or there will be some kind of documentary in the future that we don't know about. Right. But you know what I'm saying? It's like, man, at the very least, you know what I'm saying? Like, to Kirk could drop the mug on Tubi. You know what I'm saying? Right. And make some <laughs> <Right>. cheese. <laughs> like, yeah, make some people go watch Tubi. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like. The last, the last movie I saw, I, I even heard on Tubi was because my sister started screaming, talking about ski, ski. Whose voice is this? 
<laughs> and I said, you know what that is? She was like, oh, there he is. And all of a sudden, I see Claude Deuce, Paul <laughs> Harris Jr. on a Tubi movie. I was like, come on, man. Yeah, I was like, well, I mean, of course, that's been been out for a minute, but yeah, man, she was she was screaming because she was like, she tried to tell everybody in the room who it is. It's my other brother. Hey, that was was it, was that was that one of Carlton's joints, man? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So my boy, my boy, and they're crooning on him. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm like, man, you know, my but it's it, in that crazy blue. Like, you know, we had Slim on a couple mm-hmm. episodes ago. Seeing what Slim has done, then like, come on, like Claude really, Claude has been not only on, you know, what I'm saying like the, the you know a couple movies that Carlton's done, mm-hmm. but man, did are you there? God is me, Margaret. Yeah. Come yeah. on, man, international <laughs> release. Come huge, on, man. My, man and then the thing of it is, for somebody who say they don't dance, he slid in that mug like James Bond. <laughs> <laughs> he's from Augusta. He, hey, he from yeah. Augusta. You feel the way he hey. slid in there? Oh no! I say, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> I say, wait a minute. Let's go, baby. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just like, man, we just. Surrounded by these cats that's doing these big things. They we got one that's on everybody record, one on everybody movie screen. Like what's happening? That's yeah, we crazy. Try. We try. Hey man, crazy. this this my man, my man, my man, you on the play. Yeah, man. that's coming up, right? Yeah. You got a play coming up. Yeah. It's got major majors in the play with me, man. Major, oh, yeah. R and B artist. Oh, this, this is why I love you. Yeah. Yeah, that major. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, majors in it. It's, uh, it's November. I found love. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that one, that guy. Yeah, him. He sounded just like him. Why, why do you do that, man? I, I'm, I'm never ready, man. I'm Kinda never got that, ready, man. That little Aaron Neville in it, too. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> 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 you know, I got a little air devil type of right. Yoda, a little Yoda air devil type. You know yeah, it's in there. It's in there, man. Oh, man. My hey, bad, Yoda. my bad. <laughs> we, were, we were talking about the reunion tour, man. I was, you know, I would love for us to um, have the underrated dudes tour. So, if we got any investors that are listening, yeah. Oh. Come on and donate. Donate to the pod. We'll put it toward good yeah. use. We really will, man. But honestly, mm-hmm. I mean, all jokes aside, that would be a dope tour. And then depending on what city we're in, man, we could grab, you know, an artist, an independent artist that's uh making some waves locally. And yeah, I think yeah, that that definitely would be dope, man. Just thinking about what we did, it was about a year ago when we did the uh, was it like we did the something versus. like a versus type thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. That was, but see. But yeah. see, and that's the thing, like, it, it wouldn't even have to be that. That's right. what, you know, so to anybody who's listening, who's listening and, and would be interested, you have to understand that not only will we come there and be able to record a TUD episode with, you know, with, with somebody locally there who's making some noise, but then we could also give you like one of the dopest concerts in the world because literally you have the singer, songwriter, producer himself, Claude Deuce. You have the legendary DJ Sean Blue, and then you got the Big Al Easy. Yeah, bro, we can. It's literally like a little conference. Like, right? You know it is. Like all it three is. of us preach 
all three of us preach. That's crazy. You know what I'm saying? All three of us, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> man, uh, we we'll we'll, we'll It's like a little mini conference. So, like, you know, y'all, you know, if you're listening, man, and you're like, hey, man, you know, I want to bring TUD to the man, you'll be able to get a, you know, a show that would, you know what I'm saying, feature Claude Deuce, feature Big Al Chair, feature, you know what I'm saying, DJ Sean Blue, and then at the yeah. same time, a podcast episode. Mm-hmm. Man, we can stay over on Sunday morning and bring the word. Like, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, I'm telling you, It'd be an incredible time. So y'all, you know, think about that. Y'all let us know. And for those who are already listening, you know, please, if you feel compelled and feel led to give, you know what I'm saying, please make sure that you uh, donate as well. Because, of course, what we pretty much do with the, the money that we don't have now is we're a blessing to the the guests that we have right. on the show. And mm-hmm. so that's that's really where it's going now. But we would love mm-hmm. to be able to upgrade equipment, you know what I'm saying, get equipment. You know what I'm saying? And just make this a lot, a lot more um, accessible and make it a lot better, you know, quality and a lot better production wise. So, yeah, man, if y'all think about that, please, you know what I'm saying? Like, hey, let us know. We'd love to come. We'd love to be a part. Yeah, absolutely, definitely. man. Hey, another great podcast episode, fellas. Yeah, man. Man, for real. And let, let me shout out everybody. Of course, uh, on Sunday, we're actually going to be in Augusta, Georgia for the 41st anniversary of yeah. New Life Church. Yeah. So we're certainly excited about that. You know what I'm saying? I'll be in the building along yep. with these two brothers. So we're excited about that, man. So y'all make sure, you know, if y'all not following, make sure you follow New Life Church on Facebook. You know what I'm saying? You might be able to check out the service live on Sunday. Uh, it's going to be at 2 p.m. So all that to be said for my man, DJ Sean Blue for Claude yep. Deuce, with your boy Big Al Cherry, the Underrated Dudes Podcast. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week. Yeah.